Season 3, Episode 7, Submersibles. And a warning to our listeners, fatalities are discussed in this episode. The team link this discussion to the idea of thrill-seeking risk behaviour in exploration expositions, like the June 2023 Titanic submersible. This unfortunate expedition led to a catastrophic high-pressure underwater implosion and the deaths of all five explorers. Alan asks, what were the fail-safe provisions? Yeah, yeah, willing and able. DJ Code Red Sabre. We're going to get this started. Yeah. This is how we starting it. Let's get started. 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 Who's going to start this? We're going to start this. Hello and welcome to the Why Work podcast series. You are listening to Trace Vitkovsky, Sarah Pazell and Alan Girl. Okay. Okay, Trace. Mm. Submarines. Do a deep dive. Well, when you said submarines, I was thinking of Beatles. Yellow submarines. Yellow. Yes. But no, um, <laughs> we're going to talk about that awful story. Um, a very strange story. Yes, but it wasn't a submarine. It was a submersible. And for me, immediately, the use of the suffix bull. It was a submersible, not a submarine. Marine. Mm-hmm. So that to so me designed suggests. designed to operate when submersed. Is that effectively what that means, right? Theoretically. Theoretically it, designed. It means if you chuck this thing in the plonk. But I think even the Beatles couldn't put lyrics around submersible. No. In my yellow submersible. I know. It just doesn't work. But let's just no. say I would have put my trust in. We all live in a yellow submarine. And more than unfortunately what's happened a with yellow this. submersible. How, how ironic mm. and unfortunate that it was the Titanic submersible. So explain explain what this is yes, about. Isn't, is that, isn't that a really is tragic, tragic irony? So here we are. We have a group of, well, what, what's the term? Uh, if, if Not thrill. Uh, explorers. Explorers. There we go. Privileged explorers. Uh, obviously, I think each seat to go on this submersible was around $350,000. Now, you spoke about spidey instincts earlier. I remember the son, the very wealthy son of one of the participants, the father and son mm. were attending, and the son said, I don't feel good about this before yeah. he went on. He it's had spidey instincts. According to the media reports, he was quite petrified. He'd spoken to his auntie. I'm, I'm doing it for dad. Mm. Um, so we, we have um, adventure seek. I think adventure is the word. How many people were on the vessel? Uh, we had, so the captain, that fellow by the name of Stockton. Not sure. The owner of the enterprise, if you like, the, the person who has designed and also um, invited four others. So we had the so father, five total. father and son. He couldn't fit too many people um, in this. Father and son, a retired explorer, a deep sea diving French explorer, and also another person who was interested in exploring the Titanic, the, the wreckage, the ruins, which is, as we all know, buried and I, Are you I, I speaking think about Stockton think, Rush, the, the CEO Rush. and founder Correct. of Stockton yeah. Rush? I think, I think before you go any further, we should say that our only knowledge about this case is what's in the media. Absolutely. We yes. don't have any this more is not than a that. court-based discussion. Yeah. Oh, it is a no, contemporary right. media-based discussion. Yes, so we're only getting what's on the surface, if you will. Yeah, and there yeah. may be other stories that we haven't heard. No, right. and I guess it's one of these that, in due course, as investigations unfold, we'll be able to scaffold some probative information. But we're only going by media reports. So five men on this vessel. Yes. So five, and the goal was to go to the well, go down and see 
the, the Titanic. Rules, the Titanic. Now, that's not the first time, as we know, the director of the Titanic, the Australian filmmaker, he, he'd already been submersed with a an Australian engineer from memory. He'd already gone down. So this isn't the first time someone has gone to check out the the wreckage of the Titanic. So but, the basic principles when you when you have like a submarine or a submersible vessel, right, is you expect it to be able to tolerate the pressure and the water and not absolutely. implode. Mm. You expect to be able to have some leftover oxygen and you expect it to reach the surface again and, and a hatch to be able to open, right? Some basic things, right? Yep, and that you won't be affected by the pressure. And, it's, and that the human can tolerate that, mm. ideally. Okay. So it's interesting, uh, again, for me, it would be assumed, given that here we have the CEO of a, of a company designing this submersible vessel, all of those things, dare I say, all of those things and more, given the scope of the undertaking, would be factored in and considered. Guaranteed. Uh, guaranteed, indeed. In fact, I'd be comfortable with that, guaranteed, because... Say that again. Tell me what you want guaranteed. That all of the checks and balances, so that all of safety the... Safety features, so the presumed safety features. Go one step further, to use Alan's word before, fail-safe, so... Fail-safe considerations had been made. Yep. You would presume that yep. that had been happened. I'm paying... Yep. You're paying a lot of billionaires going yep. down there, yep. and you know that it is really a unique task. It's getting all this media to go down and check out mm. the Titanic. That's right. And so it's so a super deep. Unlike the mm. White Island uh, scenario, perhaps, where um, you wouldn't be paying $350,000, for me, I would assume that the terms of the agreement they would built in, given the scope of the undertaking and the cost of the undertaking, that you would be dealing with some serious technology to like ensure... Like going to the moon. You expect absolutely. a lot of fail-safe considerations yeah. have mm. gone into yeah. that. Right? We talked about That's right. work on the moon. It right? makes okay. sense. If, it's, if they say it's going to cost a million bucks to get to the moon... Yeah, that makes sense, given all the work required to get there. This $350,000, probably, if you're going down, what is it, 4,000 metres mm. below sea. But so for me, I would feel, if I were an adventurer, curiously, I'd probably feel more safe going down to the Titanic than I would knowing what I know about White Island. Mm. Oh, that's me. I'm just saying that. Because you're surrounded by steel. That'd be why. Surrounded by steel. No, steel. More important, I'm surrounded by know-how. I'm surrounded by... Technology. Engineers, yeah, and tech, and tech savvy experts. So this vessel imploded. It imploded. It imploded or, or, or exploded. I'm not sure. It but, imploded. But suffice yeah. to say, it was catastrophic. And from the reports, again, where there hasn't been a probe, investigative probe into this, it happened earlier on. So whilst hope. That Sorry, the, during development? No, no, it happened early on in the descent. Oh, in the descent. Yeah, Sorry, so okay. People were clinging on to hope there's one day oxygen, you know, or two days, one day, but it appears from the um, now that the, uh, the, the information being released that unfortunately the catastrophe occurred, well, it's unfortunate full stop, but it occurred sooner than later. Mm. Again, suggesting this thing probably may not have been fail-safe. We now know it's not. Design. Design considerations. So right. it's, it's a tragedy because it's another example of this thrill, I mean. And, in fact, they, to go excitement. check out for, for aspects of the wreck, um, yeah. to get to the ocean floor near the Titanic wreck, they had that ROV, that remote-operated vehicle. So they had everything yeah, had No, they realised they had to get something remote. They didn't want to have humans go down and check it out, right? Yeah. So they have, they have this robotics going down to check out for wreckage. But I think, you know, so you you think know whether it's, a, it's the submersible or the theme park or White Island, mm. the expectation is the same throughout, which is the um, customer is mm. going to come out the other end unaffected. 
They'll, they'll, they'll they be expect, physically the same, yeah. yeah. And uh, if, especially comparing White Island to to the submersible um, tragedy, you're dealing with that wide unknown, which is earth, nature, and just, yeah, our almost pathological obsession to harness, like humans to harness everything and make sure Fight that... Fight against nature. Or no, beat it. We, we can beat this, we can dam a river, we can create a submersal which will go down, we can take tourists onto White Island. And it's almost it's a, it's it's almost an, an arrogance that's that's built mm, in. And I guess mm, that's how we develop. Like we, humility, we push, yeah. Yeah, we, we push further. But it's but for me, it frightens me to know that. Well, if I have the financial capacity, I'm going to do it. This is a commercial imperative to always um, somehow presume that yeah, money can trump. Well, I say money because it would cost a lot of money to create a submersible, and, and obviously, clearly, because the charge was the mm. ticket to get onto this submersible was high. But Same thing that they're doing is talking about to rides feed. to the moon. Yeah. They, you know, I went to yeah, a well, workshop talking about to rides space. to Mars. You can do that now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I wonder, though, as more as more of that desire to still, uh, to, yeah, to seek more thrills, whether we will see. That we talked about, the Barbarella, yeah, Barbarella. experience. We'll see. You know, it's funny because I, I think about these things, particularly the submersible. I don't know why I thought of it. But I suddenly thought of Aesop's fable and Icarus. His father warned him. Say this out loud. Say oh, yeah, I, it's a, um, all, I love my Aesop's fables, but particularly Icarus and flying into the sun. Do you remember that one? Yes, yes. He was warned. His dad said, don't do it. Don't fly too high. Don't, don't, don't fly, fly too high. Don't fly to the sun because his wings were wax-tipped and they melted and came crashing onto the rocks and splattered. But it's an example. You love that mythology. I love that you love that. Yeah, I, I love, love that but, you but, love but, that. You know, in your, your music days, you flew high. Tell me a song. Tell me a song. <laughs> Everything that rises. Things, yeah, oh, I can't remember. But yes, yes. Um, <laughs> so anyone a higher just, ground. Yes, higher I remember ground. a song. We'll have to put that one on in the next one. I'm going to take you to a higher ground. Anyone yes. who's made it all the way through season two, the last <laughs> episode, they will have heard the full song. Well, they, they would. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, again, it's just an example of we trust and rely and depend on all of our our knowledge, that, that creation of knowledge, and somehow that that knowledge is this power to rise above and beyond really the truth of the matter, which is we are nothing but specks on elephants. We are... We <laughs> on are, an elephant. We on are an elephant. Just, a flea, a flea on an elephant. Two up. Yeah. I don't know, but we I think of African safaris that we were talking about earlier. If everybody wants to fund us a trip to African safaris, uh, please uh, let, us, let us know. That I like. We'll be in a cage. We can see animals, but within... Again, there's an element of what risk going on African safari. What about folks that go down into, you know, shark cages and things? I'm oh, always thinking, oh, you've done that? I've done that, yeah. yeah. In, in you've done that? Northern Territory, they've got this glass cylinder that goes down. No, no, sorry, I swam with sharks. What? Yeah, and that was a really interesting, I could really see my breath. Yeah, oh, was, okay, so yeah, here again, somebody who's risk averse. Somebody who's risk, tell yes. me about this experience. Oh, we again, have to dive, dive Yeah, so here's the thing. So we were swimming with sharks. Obviously, they were they were fed. I think that I was the only thing. Did you, did you specifically go to this location to swim with sharks? Yeah, so you knew what you were ticket. getting into. It wasn't oh, just like I got ta- brought there, and, right? Okay. And it was. Oh, was this in a, a theme park where you were in a? Yeah, tank. it was just here at um, Malula Bar, at Underwater World. Right. Oh no, not out the, out there. Well, no, I have swum with wait, dolphins wait. out in Mauritius. Yeah, yeah, well, I, swam I didn't know you could do that in Malula. Swim with yeah. the sharks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So big fat sharks, well fed. Big fat sharks. So all they said was, "Look, they're really well fed, but they they touch past, brush past." But again, Aww. it doesn't matter that, that you're in a tank or not. You're with a shark, right? You're with a you're shark. You're with this wild creature. Do you think they knew you were a lawyer? 
Like, did they possibly, possibly. give you a nod and a wink yeah, today, mate? Ever a pass? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh you mean take one to Another the shark? shark. Oh, it takes one to know one. That kind of thing. Oh, oh I see. Oh, it's in like kindred spirits. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, they want to get they, they want to get the glow in the dark white right. skinned girl. Yeah, Hang they, on. They would have taken one look at your son and gone, he's a ninja, watch out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I think the shark went, oh, yeah, no, he's a lawyer. He's one of us. Don't worry. It's all good. But um, <laughs> the thing is, so we're swimming along and, and this shark had bits taken off him from, other, from oh. scraps and fights. Oh, its fin was a bit, you know, hacked off because of fights. Clearly a very experienced shark. So it's, it's brushing <laughs> past. Uh, I noticed the, the, the panic cleared the adrenaline and my breathing. And I had to um, they had to keep an eye and make sure that my mask, because one You're of the fears You're not using is, it too much, yeah, too quickly. Well, yeah, then, then it was all regulated. But once I got past the fear of knowing that I am with sharks, this is, again, this theme about all the mm, stuff we're talking mm. about today, it was okay. But then again, to what extent? What's if this thing snapped in? So what was, your, what was your fail safe kind of training. It wasn't. It was just safe like, to fail training. There was, there was no, no, there was no fail None. safe. No. It's so the thing. Right. We, we, okay. we humans, as humans, I do understand why. You know, if you had three hundred and fifty mm. grand, why spare? Why some, spare, spare not just three. And if you had it spare enough to go on a joyride, yeah, right? Three fifty. Okay. Although I imagine some people spent. Well, I think you've mentioned this before, Alan. People using their super or their to go to the moon or something. Yeah, or you know, yeah. if no, no, I do understand why people would want to do it, and especially if you've got spare three fifty. Yeah, that would have been US dollars too, wouldn't it? Well, US dollars, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, which is like. <laughs> 500,000 Australians, so you're dealing with some serious well, cash. Well, there's a billionaire and his son going down as one of two, them. Two billionaires. Two billionaires, two billionaires. okay. So this is some serious um, like Coin. interest. So I don't understand that because, yeah, my silly little example about swimming with sharks, it's still the same same, and I, I, and I can't, certainly can't say silly, silly about White Island because there have been catastrophic consequences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But clearly, we humans, we we sort of, we're aware of, of all that, but yet here we are still doing it. Why well, do we do that? And what about, what about the concept of being able to find stuff so there's they've been looking for remnants of the body but also remnants of the wreckage you know and airplanes that have gone down where Mm. they go we can't find the wreckage you're like what you thought that there would be devices honing devices some way to track satellites to know where it is and was and last seen and then where it falls down that is an interesting point about again depending so much on technology i may have touched on it in our previous recording but so the the prosecution I did with the with the two divers who were left behind, mm. the the pilot who spotted them, he blinked and in his statement it was I think it was just it was a pin. He thought it was a he described it as a pin head and it was them. He was about to turn back. So it was just but for the grace of God. Mm. So all rather of these design, so all of these technologies we, we we hang our hat on all of these beacons, all of these stuff, but they're not all fail safe. And mm-hmm. they're not all foolproof. And, and I think that submersible example really has grounded me to say, you know what? Yeah, this this is serious. And this uh, is serious. You know, you'd want to go back and look at what were all the the graduated designs that were tested, all the iterative design process, how far did they take it and what did they evaluate, what stress testing was undertaken, right? And all of this is going to come up. We're going to learn more about this. So, Alan, what's the riskiest recreational activity that you've done? Sharks, crocodiles, car racing, hang gliding, that sort of stuff. And have you always approached these things with trepidation or gusto or some hesitation or...? Um, gusto, I would say. Wow. Who's going to start this? We're going to start this. Yeah. Look, I've worked with guys, and we're talking about how this yeah. is also a workplace for some people, and I've worked with guys who call themselves the gladiators. Mm. They show up for work and they know in mining 
OTR off the road tire handling that their risk there there are inherent hazard exposures in what they do. In other words, the term you used before was dangerous. Well, it's only dangerous if the hazards aren't managed. So they've got this sense of vulnerability every day that they're showing up for tire handling. And I've been doing some work with... So this with, is about tire blowouts, is there... Uh, uh, rapid the deflations is the term I've oh, learned okay, to yep. use. Okay. <laughs> so when you're, when you're changing tires that are bigger than you, you know, standing on top of yourself, it's it's intimidating and there's a lot of stored energy. So there can be a rapid deflation that looks like, quote unquote, what somebody would call an explosion. Mm. But there are interactions with the vehicles or the tires or sometimes the equipment, the tire handling equipment and its grabs and grab pads, the things it picks up. It's not just rubber. It might be picking up what's called jewelry or, you know, the rims, split rims and, mm. and metal stuff um, that it has to carry around. Mm. And it wasn't designed to do that that and what you're fa- you were mentioning this before about whether something was purpose built in this world of mining the mm. the stats are couple um the tire handling the the fitter in that role is 10 times more likely to die from any other vehicle wow. service maintenance and and in mining maintenance so we already know that this is a vulnerable population if the hazards are not well managed in their work system. And the, imagine going to work and calling yourself a gladiator. Mm. But it's there. You've got to normalise the risk, do you think? Yeah. yeah, you've got a certificate too. You have an opportunity to make significant money to save enough money to, to buy a house, yeah, right? Cert two, wow. Certificate two training to make some safety critical decisions. Wow. Sometimes the policies and procedures might be 30 pages long to satisfy any governing mm. bodies. And mm. you've got a, I love talking about yeah. Treasure's love, a social system mm. where you have to have trust that mm. the person operating the machinery and anyone else on the ground. And that was one of the first revelations, aha moments of saying, you know what? The engineer may have designed this for a person to operate this equipment. And it's and a mm. common piece of equipment looks like a forklift truck with special attachments, right? So co-joined pieces of equipment, not purpose built for the job. And there are lots of different equipment configurations, but the engineer might've thought this is for somebody to drive this, this vehicle, right. mobile plant. But in fact, there's almost always somebody there to do any critical tasks to strip, fit, or inflate tires. Hmm. Somebody else is on the ground spotting. So hmm. did you ever think that you've always got another person around yeah. you while you're managing? And I've climbed and into the cab of this, and the visibility is so incredibly poor. So hang on, the engineering, um, uh, so the manual, as it were, the person designing the piece of equipment, yes. do they really understand all uh-huh. the tasks? So that's now my work design strategy, yes. human factors, as we go task-based, system-based, governance, right? Yeah. So there's first the relationship, how you trust each other as you're operating, but then there's also this idea mm. of a socio-technical system. There are suppliers of tire technician services. Mm. What's the relationship with the host mind site? Mm-hmm. Is there enough trust that the guys in the ground think that the contract's going to be, uh, you know, met and they won't be in trouble for reporting hazards? Mm, a bro code of conduct. Uh, so what's the bro code of conduct, right? And what are the relationships with the maintenance manager? You know, these things have caused fatalities. Have so, co- so in terms of near misses and actual fatalities, these are really high st- high numbers, both both in terms of nearlies and actuals. Well, if the nearlies are well reported yeah, and if, if the workarounds are reported. So almost every time I go out on site, there's like <laughs> yes. a workaround, I would call it. So sometimes maybe an operator is driving what looks like a forklift 
truck and the door is remaining open because oh. they need to communicate with the guy out there. Yeah. Right? Yes. Or I've seen, We've I've gone that, out and years. there's a horizontal uh, repositioning of a, of a big-ass tire, an OTR, and they can't, it doesn't matter what, how many times they look at this policy and standard procedure, it's not working. The thing is tough and gritty and stuck to the rim. Yes. And, right. It won't won't release the way the policy and procedures say. The so book they, says it. they wait till the superintendent, till people are away, mm. they lift it up horizontally and bang it on the ground oh and get it goodness. off. Right? right. You're not supposed okay, to do yeah. that. They know that, but how else are how they going to get the job it? done? You know, right? It's funny, I've heard and so then, many people on the ground talk about the frustrations when they try and tell management about those very issues. Students have said that. Reconciling the varieties of work, right? What's really done, what's said, what's disclosed, what's prescribed. Theory. Right. So that's uh, Stephen Sharrick uh, and Resilience Engineering. Yes. Um, uh, you know, Holnagel, Eric Holnagel, they'll yes. talk about this in Resilience Engineering. What are the varieties of work? How does it reconcile? When there's a gap, that's your design opportunity. So I'm sure in, if we go back and learn about the submersible Titanic investigative device, we'd find out that this vessel that there were probably different uh, varieties of work that people didn't want to reconcile. They just wanted to get on with it and commercially yeah. get on and have the, the headline news that they've gone down to see the Titanic. So the things were missed, yes, right? They... Yeah. So yeah. In, in, in this tire handling, right? So you've got this this relationship with a host mine site. Now you've got contractors. So is that still a safe place mm. to be able to talk about the equipment that you use, who bought that equipment, who's supplying that equipment, and yet I've got to operate it, right? Um, maybe there were some learnings, and this is really important in work design. Anytime you have a piece of technology or you have, and I will call whether it's a digital device or whether it's a big piece of machinery, it's not static. In other words, you don't buy it, sign off of it, mm. take your controls, it's live, it's dynamic, and it's a it's something you sponsor. So whether you're a safety mm. manager, Trage, or any other operations manager, as soon as that piece of equipment, device, mm. technology, supply, consider it as live, dynamic, and moving through a system that yeah. constantly needs evaluation. Is it performing the way we expect? Mm. If it's not, how do we? What corrective action is needed? And if it is performing, what other things do we need to do to continually prop and support this performance? It's dynamic, so that mm. happens with the dream world, right? How is this ride operating? Mm. Has it ever buckled in the past along that mm. conveyor with Thunder River Rapids ride, right? Has there ever been anything where a person has been distracted and missed a control on the panel? Yeah. Because sustained attention is hard to maintain. But it's much better if you think about these things at the beginning rather than as you go at along. At the beginning, but even as you go along, in, in our language, in, mm. in human-centered design, we call it design in use. Mm. So what are all the workarounds or even the adaptations people are doing to make things right, like mm. take doing something different to get the tire off the rims, so, right? Mm. That's a, that might be a workaround. We call it a near right. Mm. I call it near right. Aussies call it workarounds. It's essentially, what have you done to get the job done that's not quite written in policy or procedure? It might be wrong, mm. and you need to correct that, or it might be a better way of doing things, and we better learn from that. Maybe we can improve the design. So is it, hap is it the case, though, Sarah, that this is happening, it's just not happening enough, or yeah, is it not happening? It's rare, right? But when it happens, rare. it's headline. So in, in Oh, no, I, I mean the actual application of from, yeah, that static, but actually now turning into a dynamic I never movement. Hear, people don't think if... 
if the if you use that term, I'm going to sponsor this technology. Yeah, right? This microphone in front of me, I'm going to sponsor this. I'm going to look at yeah. every single time. Yeah. I'm going yeah, to be that. continually responsible. It's almost like indigenous uh, ideas to me where you are the caretaker of something. So I'm, I'm inviting this microphone to sit in front of me. I am now the caretaker of it. I need to look Ooh. after it. I you're love gonna, this idea. You're right? going to own the technique. You are going to own it. <laughs> no, it. I am here to support it. Oh, I don't own, own it. it. it uh, okay. I don't tick off a box. I now must nurture this All right. Will you in own, our system. Okay. <laughs> Will you own the process then? Uh, the process. Take I'm ownership. a sponsor of this the technology, all the learnings that can come from it, and it's dynamic. It's continuous yeah, yeah. learning. But, so with surely, handling. Surely this I'm, is I'm getting a bit jealous of the microphone. Yeah. It's getting well, you can, own, you can own your mic <laughs> as well. I'm using this as the first own. example. But surely right? this is happening, Sarah. This Sponsoring technology, devices, equipment. We're nodding. Come on. Surely people are... Because the so, dream, okay, unfortunately, is an example of... But it costs, it costs money. That's, yeah, uh, that's where I'm going. And it's, it's intention. It's like intentional leadership. Yeah. It's it's understanding that you that you don't just take on everything so rapidly, you want to sign it off and not think about it again. A bit like the volcano. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we knew, we knew it could boil. We had that discussion 10 years ago. I don't want to keep it on the agenda, <sighs> right? <laughs> it's, it's not fun, is it? It's not it's fun not. now. And it, and it costs but money. But I need to continue to sponsor this process. I need to... Mm. To, to cultivate some sort of respect for it, whether it's the natural world or the machinery world. Once I invite that into my system, which is environment and products and equipment and supplies, technologies and people and job design and you name it, I sponsor it, right? And there is a responsibility. So, yeah. And in, in, for tyre handling, in November 2018, the Mangala coal mine, New South Wales, a tyre fell from the tyre handling while the tyre was being cleaned. In January 2020, Kura, Kura, how do you pronounce that? Kura, C U R R A G H, coal mine, Queensland, tyre fell. Kura, Kura mate. Kura. Tire fell from the tire handler as the tire was being changed on a float trailer. Can you okay. say that again? Mate. Mate. Oh. <laughs> I'm practiced now. I've been in Australia long enough to at least say that part. <laughs> very, very crocodile. But the, oh, my goodness. You, you just realised the voice. It sounded a lot like Linda Kowalski. <laughs> <laughs> Crocodile Dundee too. <laughs> who then I'm going to marry Paul Hogan, but that you know that's not what I'm getting at. But you just sounded like Linda. And, and there's a little Aussie twang with the N. Yeah. You know, my R's are American. My N is Aussie. I hear that everywhere. I've got a you bit of both. I've lived in both Dundee countries. <laughs> Are we no, aren't we after three or four? Yeah, but, but that particular um, with Linda oh, right, Kowalski. I see, I see. Kowalski, Linda been, Kowalski. I've been in a workplace uh, environmental. I'll now. just let you guess what, what workplace. I won't disclose it, but I've been in a workplace on a worksite visit and the guy said, Hey mate, check you know, watch out for the crocodile behind you. Hey, and I was in North uh, Queensland. Yeah, I, thought, yeah. I thought, oh yeah, whatever. Oh no, no, no. Uh, further north. I I thought whatever. I turned around because you know it's like watch the drop bears or the hoop snakes, yeah, right? Yeah, You're kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Koalas. I turn around. Yeah, <laughs> right next to me in this cage in this warehouse yep. was a crocodile that was Get mid-transit. I know. I was like, what? Welcome to Australia. <laughs> and, and you see why they don't, don't want to watch Wolf Creek because... <laughs> 
This is the stuff that occurs with crocodiles. Fail to safe, right? Wow. Safe to yeah, fail, okay. fail, Sorry, safe, so, so safe to tar- fail. Yeah, so so tire handling. So yeah. we, we've yeah. been um, doing some great work. It's a, it's a research project funded by ACARP, which is, comes yeah. from coal mining, and yeah. the Earth Moving Equipment Safety Roundtable. And there have been multiple project partners, University of Queensland, Real Serious Games, Risk Mentor. A lot of people working on this for the last two and a half years. And, wow. Alan, you said earlier... If somebody is going to do a job or go on a recreational tour or whatever it is, they really need to understand. They need the at least the respect and the grace of understanding what they might be subject to. So this long process of understanding the realities of work hmm. in tire handling and mining and understanding and consulting with people and doing video and analyzing video and looking at research papers, yeah. scientific literature, we're at the point of creating hazard education, scenario-based hazard education, it's extended reality, videos, but also something very, very cool, bespoke technology called an interactive product viewer with real serious games, and you get to walk on in, imagine yourself walking on in and checking out, you're pretending you're going into a tire handling piece of equipment, you're about to operate it, and on the dashboard are all these scenarios. Now, how did we come up with the scenarios? consulting with subject matter experts, mm. looking at the literature, etc. And then here's what's amazing about this. We're not just doing a bird's eye review or a video of this. We've got a whole system analysis. We did role play. Yep. And we did think aloud procedures. So, Therese, if I said to you, what decisions did you make coming down the hallway to set up into this room? You have to think aloud. Yeah, How did you do right. it? Yeah. No, I'm asking you. What would you do? Oh, yeah, we'll start from calling security. Well, first of all, getting my coffee. How far do you want me to go back? After, yeah, yeah. Double said, shot latte. It's and actually then, hard to think aloud, yeah. but go ahead. Yeah, I know, I would. I'd go through. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go through. So, oh, yeah, I've, I'd have no problems with you that. You'd have no problems with it. I would particularize it. with adequate, you know, sufficient details. Yeah, absolutely. And but, but that, A lot of people go silent, and then and oh, we really? look at these well, you videos. You shut me up. <laughs> but then if you didn't feel safe to do it, we did yes. that. that um, tag team simulation. So you get stuck yeah. about what you're thinking and you could call Alan and phone a friend. Yeah. See, that to me is training, definitionally speaking. That to me is capital T, deep dive learning. It's knowledge elicitation. And how do consultation. You, how do you elicit that to knowledge? That capital C, big consultation, Capital I, big induction. <laughs> capital then, E, A, E, I, O, oh, U. Yeah. Well, what about for you? These <laughs> are the vowels of safety. Understanding you is understanding. Yeah, understanding. Baby. Hey, understanding. let's do an A, E, I, O, U. Everyone listening, we've trademarked this right now in real time. It's copyright protected. A, E, I, O, U. So then now, here's different. You can go back to each scenario and with different points of view. This is now under construction, right? So these, these are all going to be on the, the website for the Earth Moving Equipment Safety Roundtable. Wow, but if you want the interact it is brilliant. If you want the interactive is, product good. if you want the interactive yeah. product viewer, right? Then yeah. you that's that's uh, separate. You have to subscribe. But you can have a different point of view. Yeah. So the person in the machinery yeah. and then yeah. what are the learning outcomes and multiple choice and formative yeah. learning and then the person on the ground spotting. And maybe you're the yeah. Uh, equipment designer, maybe you're the environmental designer, maybe you're the superintendent. So imagine recreating the, uh, you know, the volcano yeah. and the experience and from different people's point of view, recreating Thunder River Rapid Drive yeah. Dream World and having multiple systems points of view and unpacking what the exposures and the experiences could be and how everything needs to gel just right. 
that, that, that is situational awareness. Situational, That's, the submersive of the Titanic. How would you look at that from different points of view? From st- handling, like I said, from, from storing tyres to operating forklifts to packing boxes of fruit. To driving tired, we yeah. talked about road rage yeah. and different points of view from yeah. different vehicles and the passengers or, or and, and other yeah. road users and people who have to stop for emergency response. What was yeah. their point of view? Now, no matter what, it's more than hazard education. It's to inform design. It, Ultimately, mm. it will help you have empathy so you well, can really yeah. understand the experiences and then inform design improvements. Now, reflecting back to your drama school and your, your drama, um, remember you did you the, the Rock of Stanford? You my high heel got stuck in yeah. the stage? But the thing is... <laughs> Let me light up your live yeah, trash. That I'm was thinking my line. Of that because that was the previous season for those who weren't listening. Drama, acting... You're putting life into the um, storytelling. You're storytelling in many novel See, you're ways. You're writing a script, so we and can and visual we can make, storytelling. If you're using some yeah, of this animation or videos can. and whatnot, yeah, so this yeah. is making through, through, through the lens of design. This is making OHS vibrant, lively. Dare I say, sexy. <laughs> A E I O U. Let's let's do that. We've got awareness. We've got understanding. We've got the lot. Empathy, Induction. A. Okay. Awareness. E. Empathy. Yep. I. I and you. There you go. <laughs> o. A-E-I-O-U. Observation. You. Understanding. C-Sandy. We've got the lot. And, you know, and add uh, on intuition. people. Intuition. You've talked about spidey yeah, intuition. instincts, instincts yeah. and intuition. Yeah, it's it's got to go thing. into so it. All these senses. A experience. <laughs> Experience. Yeah, you can do this. Now, okay, and that's a good point because with the analysis, analysis yeah, see, we got multiple. Can, we're going to have this all written. And you I can love convert it. this into a structure which is expected through. E uh, expected. Through, <laughs> yeah. Expected performance. Right. Unexpected. C is not a vowel. U unexpected. No, I didn't say C. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into. Uh, we'll get into the consultation. Cons- we'll get into consonants, which is a C. And, uh, later. We'll get into the. That's a lot harder. There's only five. We've got another twenty-one odd letters to get to. But we can do an. A to Z. I'm sure we can. And we can make a picture version of it and start spreading it. A picture it. storyboard. It's bringing it <laughs> right, cards. right from prep school. The white work the picture right, cards. Right, I love right, it. From prep school all the way to high school. <laughs> there we go. We needed an angle to monetize. We found it. We could, we could do it as an advent calendar. Oh, that'd be so nice. just leading up to the festive season. <laughs> you know, On you the get first a safe... day of safety, my true love. Design, design. <laughs> We're going to love it. Yeah. On the second day. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Love it. We hope you enjoyed that episode of Why Work. You've been listening to Trage, Sarah and Alan. And if you'd like to know more about some of the things we've talked about today, please subscribe and we'd be more than happy to provide you with information and other things that may interest you. Please be aware that none of the matters we've talked about today should be construed as legal advice or any other type of advice. We're just here to talk about all things related to work. See you next time. Who's gonna start this? We're gonna start this. Press play and plug in the microphone cable. Next up is the crew willing and able. Satisfying your thirst. Come and clean on the verse precise and rehearse. Toys are getting turfed. Like time and never stop.